To me, submitting is a very difficult thing. It's a realization that you're not in control and you can't snap your fingers and make something appear or disappear. You can't magically cure anything. You have to submit to God. And that in itself is a very hard thing. It's a constant battle. In our situation, we have to be willing to submit to the Lord, submit to the Father. It's not like submitting to earthly things. It's about fully submitting the situation and yourself to God. Because the Lord tells you over and over, do not fear, trust me. Trust me, give it to me. And submitting is a very difficult thing who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Thank you. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen again. Let the church say amen again. One for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Spirit. I would say to you, Merry Christmas, but I don't want to offend y'all. <laughs> Merry Christmas. It'll be my first time caring about offending somebody as a preacher. <laughs> the Sunday school teacher <clears throat> told her five and six-year-old students about an angel appearing to Joseph Jesus' earthly father, letting Joseph know about the danger that awaited the baby Jesus. The Sunday school teacher notified her five and six-year-olds that the angel in this dream also told Joseph of how they could escape the impending danger. After story time, the Sunday school teacher gave an assignment. It was the day after Christmas. And she said, what I just told you about this angel, Joseph, the impending danger, I want y'all to draw a picture of it, depicting it. And so, you know, our kids are five and six-year-olds. They drew the picture of what she had told them on a piece of paper like this. And most of the pictures were quite predictable. I mean, they just kind of drew what she, she had said. Pictures were pretty common, with the exception of little Johnny. 
not a rapper. That's Lil John. To the window. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. ADD, I got ADD. <laughs> Lil Johnny's picture was different. And so the teacher said to Lil Johnny, Lil Johnny, what, what's up with your picture? She said, I see Joseph, I see Mary, I see baby Jesus in the picture, I see them on the donkey. And she said, but what's that little small thing on your picture? Little Johnny said, it's the flea, teacher. She said, what flea? Little Johnny replied, the Bible verse says, take Mary and Jesus and flee to Egypt. You messed up my job. You fired. F L E A. F L E E. It's crazy how so many people have an incorrect picture of Christmas. an incomplete picture of Christmas, an inadequate picture of Christmas. Some people don't have a picture at all. Just looks like they do. I don't want us as a church to have an incomplete picture of Christmas. Christmas isn't just about incarnation. Christmas is about submission. Thank you for that amen. I'll be here for a while. Christmas isn't just about incarnation. That's cute, isn't it? It's about submission. Father, would you speak now? I suppose somebody is here who would not normally be here. <clears throat> I think we're supposed to make them feel comfortable. That ain't how I got saved. I got saved because I was made to feel uncomfortable because I knew I was without you. So any spirit of punkness that's on me, would you remove it? And would you speak through your word? We want you to be glorified like any other time we meet. We want to be able to say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So I decrease. Will you please increase? Holy Spirit, do what I cannot do. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Christmas 
isn't just about incarnation, Grant. It's about submission. We see it, number one. We've been talking about it for those of you that I kind of recognize you come on Sundays. We actually meet on Sundays. (laughs) Christmas is about submission. You see it, number one, in the advent of Jesus. The advent of Jesus. We've been going over it for three weeks. In other words, you can see submission when you just look in at the babe Jesus, (laughs) when you're just looking at the little baby. Submission is written all over the story. It's it's in Luke 2. Submission is everywhere. When I read this in June or so, I chose this because all I could see was submission. You see Jesus' parents when he was a baby? Submit. Check this out. To the government, to the government. They weren't tweeting about the government. They weren't going on the gram. Uh, They didn't even have signs in their yard. I don't know if they had a yard. They submitted to the government. When we met them in Luke chapter 2, I suppose they should have been painting a nursery blue or picking out blue pajamas or uh, uh, white and blue Air Force Ones. (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) But instead, they were walking. They're walking. She's pregnant, very pregnant. I suppose they should have been sending out a gift list, a registry with what kind of gifts they wanted for a very special baby. Instead of doing that, they were registering to pay taxes. Mary should have been bragging about the king inside of her. Instead, she was having to submit to a pagan king outside of her, an emperor, a Caesar, by the name of Augustus and Quirinius, the governor. They, they were submitting to people that, you know, we wouldn't exactly call holy. That's a whole word right there. I, I got news for you. God can use the worst in people to bring out the best in you when you submit. This is Christmas Eve. We shouldn't be clapping. We should be calm. Can I say that again? God can use the worst of people and the worst in people to bring out the best in you if you keep your mouth closed and submit. They submitted to governmental officials, but as parents of this baby Jesus, they submitted to the point that they allowed their baby to go through pain. We've talked about this. I don't know any other way to say it. Jesus got circumcised. I won't stay there long. He got circumcised. So so his parents submitted even though it meant seeing their son endure pain. He was circumcised. That means Jesus lost flesh. Let me say it this way. He had skin in the game. Like real skin. 
Submission often necessitates rather than mitigates pain. Are you willing, I'm talking to you, are you willing to put skin in the game in submission to God and his will? You see it in the advent of Jesus, submission. You see it when they submit, the parents, to the protocols of the law. (laughs) Everything that the law required, they did. They submit to the law in chapter 2 by presenting Jesus in the temple. Mary got purified. They presented him. They offered a sacrifice. They gave a sacrifice when they had the sacrifice. It doesn't make sense. They, they gave two turtle doves or two pigeons when they have the singular lamb of God. <laughs> they obeyed the law even though they brought into the temple the very fulfillment of the law, Jesus himself. Uh, uh, in, in other words, they didn't use Jesus as their excuse not to obey. Church people good at that. They'll use excuse, Ashlyn, not to obey. Uh, We love to use Jesus to get out of some hell. It's almost like they're saying, I got a special baby, but I'm staying. I'm staying in this pain. I'm staying and watch my son get circumcised. I'm staying even though Quirinius is governor. I'm staying even though you got a Caesar who thinks he's a god, an emperor, Augustus. I'm staying. I ain't hauling butt and running. I'm staying even if it means I got to have the priest sprinkle blood on me. I'm submitting because Christmas isn't just about incarnation. It's about submission. We see it, number one, in the incarnation of Jesus when we look at the babe Jesus. We see it, number two, in the adolescence of Jesus when we look at the boy Jesus. Man, y'all don't know when they get uncomfortable. Anybody ever had adolescent boy? I love you. We made it. We both alive. No Marvin Gaye story. I taught my kids about Marvin Gaye really early. (laughs) I hear you, Ma. We see submission when we look at the adolescent boy. Go to verse 51. Look at how the section ends, Rob. The section says in verse 51, basically, he was obedient to them. Submission. Y'all know who he is? Jesus. Obedient to some earthly parents. Jesus got some flesh and blood parents, and he's submitting to them. I ain't pulling the Jesus card. I ain't pulling the I just was up in heaven card. <laughs> I ain't pulling the y'all, y'all, I know Gabriel card. The Bible says he 
he, he submitted. Why is this verse important? Well, it was literally after they lost him. <laughs> you can tell people don't read their Bible. I'm going to say that again. His parents lost him. <laughs> can I say that one more time? Uh, they weren't at the mall. I wasn't at the food court. They was doing religious, spiritual things, and they lost Jesus. <laughs> Patrick smiles and says, I don't feel so bad about my parents. <laughs> A couple of years ago, I waited with bated breath for a docuseries called The Last Stand. Y'all think I got this red on because of Christmas? No, Chicago Bulls. <laughs> I waited with bated breath. Uh, ESPN did a great job of promoting it. You knew that thing was coming. Then COVID hit, and they fast-forward dropped it. I could not wait to see the last dance. I knew that I was going to get to see the last year of the best basketball dynasty ever. No arguments about that. I knew I was going to get to see Micah Jordan and Scottie Pippen and, and Phil Jackson. I couldn't wait. And when it dropped, the night it dropped, no, I'm not lying. I put on my Bulls shorts and I put on a Bulls jersey and I put on my Air Jordan 3s and, and my Bulls socks and I rolled them up kind of like Jordan had his and put a picture on Instagram looking like a fool. <laughs> Because that's how jacked up about it I was. Anybody got some things other than Jesus you crazy about? And, and when, when the docuseries dropped, it was amazing. Anybody see it? It was amazing. It, 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 it proved what I already knew. Ain't nobody like MJ. Oh, you can praise him? Not him, not MJ. God. My Jesus, MJ. Nobody liked him. I was amazed by it, but I ain't going to lie, I was saddened by it. It was kind of sad. This week, I watched one Isaiah Thomas give an interview on the Pivot podcast. Isaiah Thomas, one of the best point guards to ever play the game. I didn't really like him because I liked the Bulls, but, but he was good. I was amazed by his interview this week but I was saddened by it. One of the things that Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas have in common, they don't even realize they're the same person. <laughs> they can't stand each other. Y'all do know that? I, I was saddened by, uh, by watching The Last Dance because Michael Jordan is 60 years old, still holding grudges. Isaiah Thomas is 60 years old, still holding grudges. They calling each other names. I can't, I can't say up here. Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas have a mindset like this. You did this to me, so I'll do that to you. Y'all with me? Michael and, and Isaiah, you did this to me. I'll do that to you. Have y'all read the text? I'm so glad Jesus doesn't have that mindset. 
Jesus is not 60 years old. He's 12 years old. Did I tell y'all this? And his parents left him. And he doesn't hold it against them. Verse 51 tells me he submitted to them. His earthly parents lost him. If there's ever a chance that you should call DCFS, it's now. If there's a chance you should call a social worker, it's in Luke chapter 2. If there's ever a chance you should pick up your phone and call the cops, it's in Luke chapter 2. They lost their 12-year-old son, oh no, who happened to be Jesus. He happened to be the anointed one. He happened to be the Christ, the Messiah, the King of kings. Ain't ever been a baby like him, and they lose him? And ain't no docuseries out where Jesus was slamming them? Go back to verse 39. Verse... 39 reads this way, when they, Jesus' family, had finished everything, listen to this, required of the law, required of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. It tells us this verse, they had finished everything required of the law, dotted all the I's, crossed all the T's. Isn't that crazy? They did everything required of the law, but at least during this season, they did a really bad job of parenting. <laughs> I know a lot of church people like that, they come in and do everything right, but at the crib. But the section still finishes by notifying us that the adolescent Jesus was obedient to them. Though perhaps his parents were taking some things for granted because they did the festival of the Passover before. They, they had done it before. At least for 12 years with him, they had done it. I wonder if they were not taking some things for granted. They, they, they left him behind. The text says that. So if they left him behind, guess what that's telling me? They were in front of him. I'll be here all night. They were in front of him. They left him behind. They were in front of him. Can I give you some advice and I'll be out of your way soon? Here's my advice. Don't get in front of Jesus. Even when you think you know what you're doing. And whenever you do get in front of him, whenever you do get in front of him, can I give you some more advice? Just turn around. <laughs> whenever you find, because I've been guilty of it, getting in front of him, whatever you do, you ain't got to take a long time. Just turn around and, 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 and ask yourself, where's the last place I was with him at? Uh, where, where is the last place that I lifted my hands and I praised him at? Where, where is the last place that I dropped down to my knees and I opened up my mouth and I gave him praise? Where is the last place that I sat in his word every single morning? In the church world, we call that what? Repentance, repentance, repentance. Someone listening to me may feel like, you know what? You're walking without him. Can I give you some advice? Repent. 
Somebody may be listening to me and you may be thinking, I'm doing life without Jesus. My advice is simple. Repent. You may be here thinking, I'm trying to raise kids, but I'm doing it without Jesus. I'm literally trying to do marriage without Jesus. I'm embarking upon a career without Jesus. Listen to me. Repent. That's what, that's what they did. They went back to where he was. I got good news. I wish I had more time. Jesus hadn't moved. <laughs> that's a prodigal son sermon. When the prodigal son came home, wouldn't it have been a trip if daddy had packed up and moved? Anybody know daddy don't move? Look at me at verse 44. Here's what verse 44 says. It says, assuming that he was in the group. I can't say what I want to say. You don't want to assume. <laughs> assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. Here's what's crazy. They went a doggone whole day before they started looking. A whole day. I'm talking to somebody. It's been longer than a whole day for you. But, a, man, a whole day. Look at verse 46. It says, after three days... They found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking, asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, yo, child, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been seriously, anxiously looking for you. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever blamed Jesus when you know doggone well you were the one that got in front of him? You, you, you know doggone well you were the one that left him behind. Anybody ever been mad at Jesus when it was truly you who did things your way? You were the one thinking you knew what you were doing. Am I the only one? Jesus said to them, 12-year-olds, listen to what he said. Why y'all searching for me? I'm straight. I'm God. I'm what Christmas is about. Why y'all searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? If I'm Joseph, I'm tripping right now. Because where your father at, I'm the one walk with you. <laughs> Don't read the Bible so spiritually. Wouldn't you have been mad, Grant? Because you got kids. I know your kids. If somebody else calling somebody else father, I'll be mad with you. We'll go up in there, me and you. Don't y'all know I'm going to be in my father's house? Listen to this, verse 50. But they did not understand. Hallelujah. They did not understand what he said to him. I love verse 51 because it starts off by saying, then. 
then. They did not understand Jesus. Verse 51, then, it could have read this way, then he quipped. What kind of parents are y'all? It could have read this way, then he, he snapped about their inability to parent him. But my verse 51 says, then he went down with them and came to Nazareth. He obeyed. Write this down. They don't understand them. Write it down. When you submit to the people God has placed in your life, even though they don't understand your purpose, God can use them to fulfill your purpose. Your submission is often in partnership with God's providence. Y'all hear me? It's often in partnership. So when they underestimate you, don't underestimate how God can use them. Jesus submitted. He, he, he submitted to people who did not understand him. Jesus obeyed people who didn't get it. I'm talking about Jesus. And you tripping about your boss? Jesus aligned with people who did not comprehend them. Why? Because Christmas isn't just about incarnation. It's about submission. I'm almost done. You can see it, number one, the advent of Jesus. You can see it, number two, in the adolescence of Jesus. Number three, you can see submission in the agony of Jesus. So if you come here every week, it's okay for us to have church. I'm going to say that again because y'all should know what I'm talking about. We see it in the agony of Jesus. <laughs> number one, we see it in the babe Jesus. Number two, we see it in the boy Jesus. But number three, we see it in the beaten Jesus. In the bruised Jesus, in the broken Jesus, we see submission all over the place. Two thousand nine or so, a friend of mine went to Tanzania, and he brought me back a nativity set. This it was hand carved. I think this is teak wood. And he brought it back to me. This is the baby Jesus in the nativity set. Y'all see it? Somebody's hand. <laughs> he a little dark for some of us, right? <laughs> I love y'all. I love the nativity set. Every year, my family and I put out the nativity set Every year Christmas morning, we put it out a week or two before Christmas. We put it on a table. And Christmas morning is when we put Jesus there. We don't put him there the two weeks prior. We, we, we wait Christmas morning. My wife stands beside me. My son and daughter are there. We will typically look at some kind of scripture. You know I talk a long time. And... and Shouldn't be that funny. <laughs> and we place baby Jesus in that nativity scene. I feel all right. 
and, 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 and we pray, and we talk about what he means to us, and we remember him, and we confess him. We got a couple people, they're not happy we're not having church tomorrow. I dare you to do something like this. Have church anyway. And the main thing I've wanted my son, my daughter, and my wife to, to get is there's no Christmas without Jesus. Let me say it better than that. Ain't no living without Jesus. <laughs> Rob, you ain't living if you ain't got Jesus. You are not, I don't care if you make a lot of money. You are not living if you don't have Jesus. So as we place Jesus in that nativity scene, we look through his cuteness to his crucifixion. <laughs> we, 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 we look through the advent to the agony. When Jesus prayed in the garden, all it was was him submitting. When he said, hey, take this cup. But then he turned right around after he said, and not my will, your will be done. All he was doing was submitting. When, 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 when they showed up a mob of people with clubs and weapons and torches and they arrested him uh, and, and he didn't call angels from heaven to zap them uh, quickly, that could have been handled quickly. He didn't call his posse. He didn't call his gang. Uh, when he let them arrest him, all he was doing was submitting. When, 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 when they took him away and had an unjust trial for him, hey, he didn't have a jury of his peers, partly because he ain't got no peers. Ain't nobody like Jesus. Nobody like him. When, when he let them have a fake trial for him, all he was doing was submitting. When, 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 when they bound him. And they marched him off down the, uh, the, the, the Via Dolorosa, the road to Calvary. When, as he was walking, all he was doing was submitting. When, when they spat on him and he didn't strike back, when they mocked him, when they sneered and they jeered and they laughed at him and he didn't retaliate, all he was doing was submitting. When they, when they began to beat him over and over and over. They flogged him. They scourged him. And he did not fight back. All he was doing was submitting. When they put a crown of thorns on his head, when he should have had a better crown than that, uh, and, and, and he didn't fight back and the blood began to trickle down his face, all he was doing was submitting. When they drove nails, y'all heard the story, right? Through his hands, and he didn't ball up his fists and start fighting. When they drove a stake through his feet, all he was doing was submitting. When he hung his head, my favorite part of the text, because it should have said he died and hung his head. 
That's how it would be if it's you or I. We would die first, then our head would drop. In his case, he, it's like he's almost spiritually winking at us saying, I'm playing this movie. I'm the sh- sheriff in town. I die when I'm ready to die. <laughs> I'm playing the picture. I'm better than John Wayne. I'm better than Clint Eastwood. Uh, I'm better than Denzel Washington. He hung his head, then he died. All he's doing is submitting. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Uh, John chapter 10, verses 17, 18, prove my point. Those verses read this way. For this reason, Jesus is talking. The Father loves me (laughs) because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. Jesus putting his foot down. Look at what he says next. He said, no one takes it from me. Y'all giving yourself a lot of credit. (laughs) Anybody got any kids? You ever let your kids beat you in a game? Anybody, and they think they really beat you. That's what Jesus is like, I I, kind of let y'all do this. No one takes my life from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I love this. This is my favorite part. He says, I have power. Oh, that'll preach. I wish I had more time. I would stay right there. I have power. I, I, I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my father. In other words, all I'm doing is obeying my daddy. I'm submitting. Jesus. Uh, Write this down, and I'll be out of your way. You can go ahead and warm up, sir. If your brand of Christianity comes bereft of the cross, you know not true Christianity. If your brand of Christianity is just your blessing on the way, you don't know true Christianity. I'm I'm serious. Uh, Jesus is a miracle working God, but that's all your Christianity is. If you don't have a cross slap dab in the middle of your Christianity, you don't have have true Christianity. By the way, I'm talking about your own cross too. I'm, I'm talking about as a disciple that you're supposed to take up every single day. Every single day when you get up, you're supposed to take it up and walk with it, talk with it, go to work with it, do marriage with it, date with it, your own personal cross. But then I'm talking about the cross that he died on. I, I, I did this sermon series because if it's one thing I'm afraid of this Christmas season is we don't get submission. We don't get submission to authority, even if the authority is God. Church people, I've been doing church people a long time. We got to have it our way. We don't get submission to authority, even if the authority it's God's word. Come on, come on, come on. I'm glad you're visiting, those of you that's visiting. He wants you to date a certain way. I just want you to be free, man. 
I might not get to preach to you again. He, he better than illicit sex. You ain't got to clap. Obey him. All of us in here can testify that we haven't and it didn't turn out so great. Homework assignment is this. Have you taken up your own cross as a submitted disciple? Answer that question. What I love about Christmas and life period, when you look at the Christmas story, Jesus is the center of it all. Go ahead and stand with me. So as you celebrate this Christmas, worship Him. Don't let tomorrow go by and all you do is watch football and basketball. Get some worship in. He's the center. Oh, yeah. Even if you don't know it, sing this. Say, Jesus at the center of it all.
you come here every week, sing this part with me. Jesus be the center of this church. Jesus be the center of this church. One day, Christians will say, maybe we ain't really living submitted lives. Maybe you got that one aspect of your life that's yours. <laughs> you won't give it to them. You know what it is, right? Uh, I'll come over here. Can you give it to them? What if, what if it'll free you up? What if it's bringing you down? And then maybe you're here, you've never surrendered your life to him, your soul to him, and asked him to save you. All you got to do is believe he died on the cross because he's the Christ, and he got up from death, and he's coming back again. He died for our sins. He's coming back this time. He's going to be judged. Nobody going to kill him again. He's not laying his life down again. And the Bible says if you call on his name, You'll be saved. Maybe you're in here today, you've never done that. Can I beg you to call on his name? Maybe the night is the night where you want to give your life, your soul to him. Can I get you to come down? I'll gladly pray for you. I know it may be uncomfortable, but you've done other uncomfortable things before. Would you come? 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 Father, we love you. Father, we thank you. You had flesh, but you were God. Fully God, fully man, yet you submitted. Oh, we praise you. We, we worship you. Would you help all of us to understand and have a real picture of what Christmas is? you at the center. Would you help us to see beyond tomorrow to the rest of our lives, lives spent following you, living in submission to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Merry Christmas. Would you go ahead and give him a great big hand clap. Have a great, great, great night. Don't eat too much. God bless you.